Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Second live show of 2022. A lot of people didn't make it to this year, but here we are. And I have four beautiful, smart, savvy. I shouldn't say beautiful first. Four smart, savvy, creative, beautiful people with us. Let's do it in that in that location. I want to have my guest before I even introduce you. First of all, everybody wave hello to Facebook. Say hello, Facebook. Hello, Facebook. Hello. Hello. Nico. Okay, and now we have a shout out to do before I even tell everybody who you are. I'm going to count to three and we're going to say together, hello, L, L, L. Have you got that? One, two, three. Hello, Hello. L, L, L. L. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. She lives in Whitestone, New York, and I still have a phony baloney GoFundMe campaign to move her to London. So it'll be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London, but we haven't gotten her to move yet. So it's still Whitestone, New York. And Happy New Year to everyone again, if I didn't say that. I'm going to open the show by quoting the late American poet, memoirist, author. She had so many skills and so many trades, as they call them. Maya Angelou. And she gave uh, an interview to Bell Telephone magazine, if you can believe how far back that goes. In 1982, I shudder to think, 21 plus 82, that's almost 30 years ago. And she said, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. And I decided to use that as the theme for today's show. I will say it's January 10th. It's the 10th day. Well, that's easy, Red. The 10th day of 2022, the Gregorian calendar. Everybody say thank you to Greggy. Come on, one, two, three. Thank you. Thank you, you Greggy. I have a feeling his mother called him Greggy. His calendar is wonderful and we still use it. So Greg, Gregorian, Greggy, whatever you want to call him, thank you. There are something like 355 days left in 2022. This is the second Monday of the year. And the zodiac sign is Capricorn. Anybody on the panel of Capricorn? Anybody? No? Okay, then we won't do any. We'll just say happy birthday to Capricorns. We are being broadcast live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and our special engineer today is Gabe. Everybody say hello, Gabe. One, two, three. Hello, Hello, Gabe. Gabe Gabe just joined the Voice America family a couple weeks ago, and we're very happy to have him here. So let me tell you who my guests are today. Ladies, I want you to just wave when I say your name. Don't talk yet, and then we'll get to your bios. First up, we have Liz H. Kelly. She doesn't put the period after the H. I'm very intrigued by that, and we'll find out how creative that is for her. She is the Goody, G-O-O-D-Y, PR and Goody Business Book Awards founder. Woohoo! She's the author of Eight Second PR. I want to know about that. She's the podcast, has her own podcast, of Eight Second Branding, and she promotes authors and brands with a wow story, and it's so important that wow is all in caps. Liz Kelly, wave hello. There you are. And next up, I don't know whether she's sitting next to Liz or not, because everybody looks different on the screen here on Zoom. We have Gina Cox, and Gina is an organizational psychologist, executive coach, 
speaker, and an author who uses data-based insights and stories to advise executive leaders at Fortune 500 companies. Gina, wave hello. We're going to find out what she does and how she helps them with, I have a feeling there's some creativity in there somewhere. So very happy to have you, Gina. We have Judy Gammon with us. Judy is the CEO of Executive Medicine of Texas. Woohoo! She's the host of the Stay Young America! Exclamation point podcast. She's the author of the memoir, Love, Life, and Lucille. We have to find out about that. Lessons learned from a centenarian. She's going to tell us all about that. Welcome, Judy. And we have Dr. Veronica Joseph, D-O-M. She's the founder of Awesome Healing Acupuncture. She's a Tai Chi Chi teacher and author of a book titled Unlocking Your Super Life, A Guide to a Healthier and Happier You. And again, this episode is called you can't use up creativity. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Welcome, everybody. Let's go around the table and get some real bios here. I'm going to put each of you on speaker view so everybody on Facebook can see you and appreciate you. Liz Kelly, you're up first. Why don't you give us a little more drill down detail past the little surface bio I gave because we want to hear from you. Liz, welcome. Well, hello, everybody. Happy New Year. And thank you, Radio Red, for having me here. And I would just say that creativity plays such a big role in everything I do, doing public relations and promotions for people. And without creativity, we would be nowhere because when you pitch a reporter, they want to know what makes you different, what makes you unique. And so you have to be able to talk about that. So I'm always brainstorming in my job with Goody PR and then Goody Business Book Awards is all about recognizing authors making a difference. And Eight Second PR is my book. That's a how-to that if you get it, hopefully it will inspire you to be creative. Thank you very much. How did you come up with the eight second concept? Come on, Liz, that's creativity unbelievably. We all know, I think squirrels have the attention span of eight seconds or was it goldfish a while ago? We were looking at goldfish, then it was squirrels. How bad is the human attention span right now with our digital bombardment? Liz, where does eight seconds come from? Well, that is a great question and you got it. The average attention span of an adult is eight seconds and actually a goldfish is nine seconds. So we have a lower attention span than a goldfish. <laughs> so my think, idea yeah, is that ahead. you have to be clear, concise, and compelling when you're telling your story. And that's hard because you want it to be fun and different, but you have to get to the point. Thank you very much. I think that really is it. And and Liz, I'll tell you and everybody, I started watching, I started looking at TikTok a couple months ago, just around the holidays. I had some time to kill. I said, oh, it's already loaded on my phone. Why not? I was amazed at what people can show you, tell you, demonstrate to you, inspire you in 30 seconds or less. These are little masterpieces. I know it's not eight seconds, Liz, but I learned a whole new way of cooking, a whole new way of eating. I've learned exercises. I've learned hacks around the house in just a couple of seconds. And I'm thinking, why would I ever want to listen to anybody for more than 30 seconds? But that's why I have so many of you on the panel because I want my audience to hear lots of voices. I want them to hear a few minutes of each of you and never say, oh God, that's boring. I want them to say, these are really interesting people and their sound bites are so valuable. So Liz, thank you so much for starting us off. Let's go to Gina Cox. Gina, welcome. And let's hear a little more about you. What do you do? 
Well, thank you so much, Radio Red, for having me on your show. In your show, really glad to be here. You know, the funny thing is that several years ago, if you had asked me about being creative, I might have said I'm not a particularly creative person. But over the years, you know, as I have advised leaders and corporations, primarily focused on data, I started to realize that when I told stories. It resonated more with them, and so for the last many years, I have really focused on not just what I know, but how do I get the ideas out of my head in a way that other people can understand them.、Uh, this year, I'm publishing a book called Leading Inclusion. It will come out in October, and and this that whole thing is not about what I know, although I'm trying to convey what I know. It's really about how do I get people to read that and listen to it, pay attention, and and do something with it. So it's really challenging. It turns out. That for those of us who have been working for a long time and know and know a whole lot about all kinds of things, who cares? Can you tell it to someone in a way that they'll understand? It's hard. Being creative is hard. <laughs> it is. You you nailed it. I I don't know if I would have been quite so polite, but you said who cares? And the question is who really does? And let's let's piggyback that on what Liz said. Who who has the time? To spend that much time trying to figure out what you're trying to say and what your message is, if you can't say it in a couple of minutes, we used to call it. Remember, everybody, it was your elevator speech. You got in an elevator with someone, and it wasn't stuck on the ninety-second floor. Oh my goodness! But you were actually taking on a reasonably fast corporate elevator in a big building somewhere in New York or San Francisco. What could you tell somebody about yourself? What would your message be that would get them interested and get them to have enough information to want to either talk to you or invite you or book you or hire you or something like that? So thank you very much. Who would care? Very interesting. I found out that the older I get, the less I care about people's backstories. It probably makes me sound like a terrible person, but I I read all the time. Oh, what motivated this actor? And I'm saying I don't care. I either liked the movie or I didn't. I don't need to know how many months they spent diving into the life of this person they're conveying, and how many makeup hours they spent, and how. I don't care. Just do do what your job is with me, G- Gina. Thank you so much for that. I, we have so much to talk about. I appreciate you, Judy Gammon. Welcome, Judy. Putting you on speaker view. Join us.、What's、I'm your- so excited to be here with you, Radio Red. You're a legend. So it's it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's it's really interesting that creativity used to be maybe when I was a child, I thought that was about painting pictures or something artsy. But I've really learned as a CEO that creativity is about inspiring your employees, your team, and in our case, our patients. Finding creative ways to help them be healthier, help them be better leaders. So creativity plays a huge role. And then, of course, as an author, it's all about creativity. You know, you got to tell a story, but you've got to tell a story in a way that people will be interested. So creativity. It, it's really, it's important to every single job out there, every single mother out there, every single father, husband, wife. If you don't have creativity, you're just not living. Wow, that's a big statement. <laughs> that is a big statement. And but 
Oh, somebody's got, uh, oh, sirens. I, I hope, hope we didn't upset anybody. Um, I don't know. Does anybody have sirens? Is everybody okay? Uh, I, I have sirens in Santa Monica, but it's my window's shut and it's outside. So as everything's as okay. You, as long as you're okay, I have to check on my guests. I had a guest a couple of months ago, I think, end of 2021, Judy, and she coined the phrase, to me it was coined, it was create, courageous creativity. Oh, I like that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's Be nice. Courageous in your creativity. And I have a sneaking suspicion that when businesses, I, I have 48 business radio series, my other name, I'm a business broadcaster, been doing this for a long, long time, takes hundreds and hundreds of people every year, hundreds of shows. And we talk about innovation. And I have a feeling that innovation is a corporate word for creativity. Yeah, I think agree. Maybe. Completely. It's do something different for goodness sake. Would you change it up? Would you switch it up? Would you make it fresh? Would you make it interesting? Oh, we have innovation. Somebody somebody wanted to bring a business topic to one of my shows and they said, I want to talk about corporate innovation. And I said, I'm so tired of hearing that because I'm not sure anybody knows really what it means. What does, anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Judy, thank you so much. Dr. Veronica Joseph, welcome. So happy to have you here. I'm putting you on speaker view. Would you please kindly tell us, what do you do? Talk to me. Thank you for having me, Lady Red. And as a holistic wellness expert, it takes a lot of creativity to address and uh, figure out uh, the root cause of the symptoms of any problems at all. So I pretty much have to uh, think outside the box and uh, pretty much incorporate the right side of my brain, which is intuition and creativity, and also the left side, which is logic and reasoning, and bring them together you know, so that I could be able to educate and empower my patients to improve their health and live their best life. And at the same time, it takes creativity to market your service and find the right um, client or patient. And at the same time to write a book. I mean, writing the Unlocking Your Super Life uh, actually came from inspiration like when I was writing the book, every morning I have ideas just flowing through. So I have to write it down so I won't forget. And uh, it comprises of a lot of inspiring stories and case studies that can inspire people to uh, transform their lives. Very interesting. And, and tell us a little bit about acupuncture. Ver I'm going to call you Veronica. Is that okay? Or do you sure, want to be yeah. Dr. Veronica? Okay, no, Veronica. Veronica is fine. Thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about acupuncture. It's still alive and well, right? It's still something that's very popular. Talk to me a little bit about it. Well, it's actually originated 3,000 years ago. And the idea is stimulating the acupressure points, which is actually part of the body that will promote the blood circulation. And so the blood contains all the nutrients the body needs to allow the healing. And so once you remove the blockage, then the blood will flow through and it will allow self-healing to take place because our body is designed to heal on its own, providing that you give them the nutrients and the tools it needed. Now, question is, 
Do you wake up in the morning? Liz first. Let's just go around the, the order in which I see you, which is probably the order in which I call you. Liz, then Gina, then Judy, and then Veronica. Do you wake up every morning and say, I'm a creative person. I have to be creative. I have to do something new and different today. My day isn't fulfilled. I haven't been a good person. I haven't fulfilled my life's mission if I haven't created something new. Or do you just go about your day and things happen? Liz, just take a minute or so. What do you? How does that impact your life? That is such a good question. I I think the first thing that comes to mind is that the morning is the toughest time for me. I am more a night owl. And I think, though, in, in terms of what you just said, the best thing is that my job, and this is what I think about, like if I'm dragging in the morning, I think about, well, what could happen today that is really exciting and really creative? Because every day for me is different because I'm, I'm working with different clients. I'm trying to come up with creative ideas. So if I am dragging in the morning, I try to give myself this pep talk that, hey, get excited because who knows what will happen today? There you go. Who knows what will happen today? And I'm going to add to that, Liz, who knows what I will make happen today? Or who knows what will happen to me that I will do something with today? Maybe we could expand on that. Gina, do you wake up every day and say, I'm Gina Cox, PhD. I'm a creative person. Watch out world. I've got all kinds of great stuff. I can't tell you what it is, but by the end of the day, everything will be different a little bit. Gina, how does that impact you? That just makes me laugh because, you know, the the irony of all of that is, first of all, I'm not sure that even if you did that, that that it would work out, right? Uh, But no, it's an interesting thing. Again, this is one of the ideas or ways of being that I have, I would say I'm developing, I'm becoming better in this whole arena, not just with the idea of being creative, but the balance between, oh, there are some things that one must do when one is trying to convey ideas versus there's this serendipity that you can't really control, predict, and that frankly, tends often to be, to get better things, like things that you might never have been able to plan that is, there's that whole thing that I always want to have some of that. I always want to have space for that. And for example, today I got an email out of the blue from an organization that I have been yearning to participate in for a whole year. It never occurred to me I would get an invitation from that organization today. I got this invitation and immediately I started thinking about all the new ideas that I could put together that might help this organization. Whereas a second before, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the organization. I wasn't thinking about my ideas in that way. Mm. So no, I am. There's some structure to the ideas that, that one must produce, but I like to leave quite a bit of room for the things to happen and to influence the ideas that I generate. It's it's terrifying, like being on the edge yeah. of a high building, but it's really energizing and definitely produces better results. Interesting. And while you were talking, Gina, I was thinking of a faucet, opening a faucet and letting the creativity pour out. I'm going to open that faucet. I'm going to turn to the cold water, the hot water. By the way, my kitchen sink doesn't give me cold water. It's always kind of tepid, which is weird. But anyway, you got to go to one of the bathroom things to get cold water. It's okay. We have an ice maker. But anyway, my point is, I th- I was thinking of you getting that email and saying, what about, and, and I can see the, the waves bubbling up. I can see from your energy and your passion for this that you allowed it to come out. And I'm thinking you opened that creativity faucet and said, 
Let's see what's going to pour out of me right now. Interesting. That's why I love having these conversations. I don't, I don't know that people have these conversations enough. That's what I love to do in the show is just open up these floodgates of ideas about what is creativity. Judy Gammon, what's your thought? You wake up and say, I'm Judy Gammon. I'm a CEO. I'm going to be creative today. What do you say? Well, the irony is I'm probably going to answer this a little differently than most people. And that is, I firmly believe that our lives can be what we create. And a lot of what we put into our day and our week and our month equals what we created for our year. We just finished our family's yearly state of the family meeting. We have a state of the marriage on New Year's Day, and then we meet the following Saturday with all of our kids. We have 10 children. We meet with our kids and we have these long books. We've kept this for about 15 years and we go through what are our goals. So we're all kind of supporting each other. So it helps us to say, who do you, we want to be and who, what are we wanting to create for that particular year? It's fun to look back. We always look back and start with what were our goals 10 years ago? And some of them are quite funny, um, especially the kids now that they're adults. But, but really, we do play a role in the creativity and creating our life story and I, I think we have to play an active role in that. Now, much like the other ladies have said, sometimes you have no idea what's going to be thrown at you. So you have to you know, expect curveballs. I heard a saying once, I love this, of we plan and God laughs. And I can truly say that that's a true statement. <laughs> but I do think that we all play a role in creating our legacy, creating our own story, and, and helping others around us create theirs. Thank you. You said some amazing things. Planning, a family planning, looking at marriage plans for the year. Ten children. I think everybody gasped. Can I ask, <laughs> is this a blended family? It, it is. And I, I love to say this. I love to say, you know, some men have baggage. I married Mr. Samsonite himself. I mean, he had, he had seven, I had two, we had one together. And, you know, it, it's really worked. We've been married over 20 years, 22 years. And um, yeah, it's it's really worked. And it it is work. Marriage is work. Family is work. But you just got to enjoy it. And you got to ex expect people to be different. And some of our kids are more creative than others. But maybe not so much. Like you mentioned innovation. You know, we would say, well, this kid's really creative. And maybe this kid, now they're all adults, you know, is more innovative. But really, maybe they're all just creative just in different ways. I think they are. And, and I think a marriage to last that long and be a blended marriage that's successful needs to have a lot of creativity and a lot of fresh ideas. We'll leave it there. We could do a whole show on that. Dr. <laughs> Veronica Joseph, do you wake up every day and say, I'm Veronica Joseph. I'm going to be creative today and change the world. Or how does it work for you? Veronica? So I do it differently. At night, I usually write down the tasks that um, I wanted to do the next day. And then the next day, I just go with the flow, you know? And a lot of times, a lot of ideas just flows through me and I go from there. And I try to balance the doing and the being, you know, the left and the right. The doing is like, you know, doing what needs to be done, treating a patient, creating a treatment plan. And the being is just being, meditating, resting, and allowing these ideas to flow through like a river, you know, because 
uh, from my past experience when I was um, studying at school and I was taking care of my child, my child sometimes gets sick and everything, I have to drop everything and just go with the flow, you know? And uh, from there, I just trust and surrender to the universe that, you know, things happen for a reason. And that's how I live my life. I think you're right. And and when I was more corporate than I am now, I remember every day, every night looking at what the plan was. Right now, all I have to do is look at my calendar and see how many radio shows I have and how many guest prep calls I have and how much prep I need for the shows that are coming up or how many sales pitches I need to make to get more clients. I'm, I'm an independent broadcaster now. And it's interesting having that little bit of structure, but my life is very unstructured now because I live alone, as I do have some people who are in my life, but I live alone and I get to decide... <laughs> It's going to sound silly. Well, I have downtime. Do I want to read? Well, I read for the radio show. Do I, what? Are, you know what? Free cell. I like to keep my brain sharp. Free cell is uh, an online uh, solitaire game, and there's a trick to it. And I sometimes will allow myself to play five or six or ten games in a row just to say I'm keeping my mind sharp. Or you know what I do for for sleeping at night if I'm I'm not quite ready for bed? I have my big iPad all fluffed up on my bed. I have my little stuffed animals. I say good hello, goodbye. They, they, most of them are from my children when they were growing up. I have a small collection. They all have names and they're all comfortable. I've never admitted this on the radio. And I, take, I prop myself up and I take my iPad and I play words with friends. I have 52 games going right now with about eight people. And I have so many games that words with friends will say to me, Good for you. You can't have any more games. You've reached the maximum. But I use a lookup. Yes, I have a dictionary where I'll put in the letters and see what can you do with six letters, eight letters, seven letters. That's great. But I like to look at the letters on the rack and look at the board and say, that's the word I want. That's where it fits. And that is, to me, that's using up the rest of what I had in my mind from the day before I'm ready to go to sleep. That's my sleeping pill. Isn't that interesting? I discovered Words with Friends about two years ago, and I cherish my nighttime Words with Friends. And if I find the iPad is dropping on my toes or my belly, and I say, okay, time for bed. I'll put the magnetic pencil on the stylus on the side, put on the night table, put my glasses down, turn off the light, cuddle up with my favorite pillow and my favorite stuffed animal, and then that's it. And I'm relaxed, I'm calm, and I've used up what's left from the day. I find it's extremely relaxing. Does anybody else use puzzles, word games, anything to, to clear out from the day? Veronica, do you use anything like that? No? No, I do uh I teach Tai Chi Cha, which is a moving meditation, and also do sitting meditation. And I dance just to, you know, be creative and do things that my my uh, my heart, you know, the, my heart sings and sparkle. I like that. I like the word sparkle. Gina, do you have a routine you use at the end of the day to clear out and relax? It, it, it's not as. Uh specific is your routine but the thing that really helps me is is uh reading and i have a stack of serious books i have a stack of um you know just things that are about information but then i have books that are just really intended i love to read autobiographies for example that stack it's just stories and things that kind of take me away from my own life and get me thinking about other people and and their ideas and that is my favorite way of winding winding down the day very well put 
Liz, anything special you do at the end of the day to wind down? Well, I have a funny story, I think. I I actually have started during the pandemic watching romantic comedies on the Hallmark Channel. And I my first book was actually a dating book. So I do have an interest in these dating stories and the way they tell them. But the reason why I use it to wind down and why I love it so much is because there is always a happy ending and it always makes you feel good. So if my day has been stressful, it just lets me unplug and think about something totally different. Interesting. Judy, any end of, I've never asked my guests this, any end of day <laughs> wind down routine for you, Judy? Yeah, you I've, I've been doing this for years. I, I read scripture and then I write a letter to God. I've got all these, all these books, leather binders full of letters to God. And, and then I have this other thing. My mom got Alzheimer's and I went through a, a stage of of a lot of anxiety, you know, I, I want to, how do I know? I don't want to have it, you know, just beyond the normal. I think I became a little obsessed with, I'm terrified I'm going to get Alzheimer's. And I started buying these, these brain books and I would do these puzzles at night just to convince myself I didn't have Alzheimer's so I could sleep better. But, you know, there was a, a point where I was doing this one puzzle and it was a level five and I was doing pretty good. It was the first level five. I couldn't wake up. And I literally woke my husband up in panic. Wake up, wake up. Do I have Alzheimer's? You got to see if you can do this puzzle. And he like, yeah, yeah. And he turns the light on and he gets his glasses and he's like, I don't know the answer. Now my husband's a physician. So, and he's really, really good at these puzzles. I mean, really good. I felt so glad that he didn't know the answer that I was like ready for bed. Well, he was all upset because he couldn't figure out the answer. So I'm ready for bed. Now he's trying to stay up and solve the puzzle. So, you know, it, it is interesting that we get into these routines and, and yeah. they're all so unique to us and to our stories. Yes. Yes, very, very well put. Yes. Sometimes I'm even too tired to do the puzzles and I just say they'll have to wait. If you wait too long, people will, you basically leave the game and I would never want to do that because I find them interesting. I don't even know half the people I play with. Anyway, let's do a couple of famous birthdays. And if you know, I have two who passed away, but they're so famous, I have to mention them. It's January 10th birthdays and the rest you may know. So first up, Jim Croce, everybody remembers Time in a Bottle, if I could make time in a bottle, and Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, he died oh, yeah. in 1973, but he was born on this day in 1943. Jim Croce, very, very well-known rock singer, died way too young, and guess what, Frank Sinatra 1944. Frank Sinatra Jr., born in 1944. No, it's got to be senior because he died in 2016. The real Frank Sinatra died. So that's, yes, they said junior, but I'm not sure if that was. Rod Stewart. Guess, mm. anybody guess how old Rod Stewart is? Anybody guess? 70s? Seven, 75. 76. Close. Oh, Whoever got 75, yeah. almost. Maggie May. He still do, looks good. Do you think <laughs> I'm sexy? Oh, he's one of a kind. <laughs> And I always pick people who are drummers for the birthdays because I'm a drummer too. So Ainsley Dunbar, born in 46, English drummer from Journey and Jefferson Starship, who was born in Liverpool. So happy birthday to Ainsley Dunbar. Uh, Donald Fagan, the keyboardist, you've heard of him, songwriter. He was the co-founder of Steely Dan, born in 1948 today. George Foreman 
Well, if you don't know him as the world heavyweight champion, he has a grill. Everybody probably has a bunch of in the closet. I have had a couple of those. Pat Benatar, gorgeous Pat Benatar, singer, hit me with your best shot. Everybody remember? She was born in 53. And there's a young actress named Sarah Shahi. Anybody remember her? Do you know her? Do you remember Person of Interest? Remember Person of Interest about all of the cameras that were around the city? It's a very strange, uh, futuristic show where every place we go, everything we do, there are cameras and people watching and recording and trying to... Anyway, very, very strange show. She was one of the protagonists on that show, but she just did a a series, uh, adult, called Sex Slash Life. If you haven't seen it and you don't have any kids in the room, watch it. S-E-X forward slash the word life, sex life, and very provocative and a lot of skin. That's all I'll say. But she's she's <laughs> quite the actress. She's also in the L word, and I don't have to tell you what that is. Okay, and let's do some social media star birthdays, people I promise you've never heard of. So we're going to say a happy birthday to a 19-year-old TikTok star named Kay Breezo, B-R-E-E-E-E-Z-O. Everybody say happy birthday, Kay Breezo. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday. Kate Brizo. Now, I have a YouTube star who's five years old, don't ask me how, (laughs) named Wop Wop. Let's just not even go there. I have a YouTube star who's 21 who's named Raccoon Eggs. I'm not making this up. There's a there's a calendar of birthdays. We have a TikTok star named Papa Garcia uh, 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 with a lot of A's on the end. Papa Garcia, one word. And then we have a YouTube star who's 28, grown up and well enough, old enough to know better, named Stax Montana. S-T-A-X Montana, all one word. So if you ever decide any of you to be a YouTube star, a TikTok star, uh, any of those Instagram stars, you can pick the name, any name you want, and I will do your birthday shout out on my show. You just have to stay in touch with me, okay? Let's do a couple holidays real fast here, and then we'll go to your opening quotes. I'd love to do that. January, it's hobby month. It's hot tea month. It's oatmeal month. I heard there's a, a recipe I saw on TikTok where you mix... Peanut butter with mashed banana. That sounds like an Elvis Presley famous sandwich, right? Mashed banana, peanut butter, and I think they put honey. And then you cook your oatmeal on top of the stove, not in the microwave, and you Mm. mix in this banana, peanut butter, honey mixture, and it melts into the oatmeal. Does that sound Mm. good or gross? That sounds good. Okay, good. I think we'll go with that one. Yes. So anyway, it's also Sunday supper month. It's slow cooking month. It's soup month. It's polka music month. Leonard Welk, where are you when we need you? It's mail order gardening month. So order some strawberry plants. Okay. Today is Monday, the 10th of 2022, second Monday of the year. It's National Peculiar People Day. And peculiar people Mm -hmm. is another word for creative people like all of us. So some people would say we're peculiar. I, I love it. It's houseplant appreciation day. How many of you talk to your houseplants? I do. I do too. I, I tell them, yes, I'm happy. I'm growing uh, plants on the windowsill in my kitchen made from, grown from the little white seeds inside of yellow and red peppers. Have you ever planted those seeds? Mm. Gina has. You just sprinkle them in some fresh dirt, a little bit of water, and mine are almost six inches tall, and it's a cluster, like a grove of these lanky kinds of stems with little green buds at the end, little green leaves. Very, very pretty. Anyway, and I have a wonderful avocado pit that's growing very, very nicely. It's clean your desk day today. Did anybody clean their desk as part of new? Ah, Judy, we got you. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it another time. And it's my favorite. It's bittersweet chocolate day today. 
Yes, I did my share of celebrating. Don't ask. Tomorrow, Tuesday the 11th, I'll give you three of the holidays. There were so many. It's Cuckoo Dancing Week starts tomorrow. And Cuckoo Dancing because... 90 years ago, on this day, January 11th, tomorrow, Laurel and Hardy did the dance of the cuckoos in the Laurel and Hardy on their their TV show. So it's Cuckoo Dancing Week. It's also National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. Mm-hmm. Would anybody here step in a puddle uh, like that, Gina? Would anybody do that? Splash your friends. It's something little kids do, isn't it? Look with it with rain boots on, yes. Yes, look at the pilot. And we need fancy rain boots for that. Probably uh, Carrie Bradshaw rain boots. I'm not sure whether they'd yeah. be M- yeah. Manolo's or not. But anyway, it's also um, National Hot Toddy Day. And I'll sneak one more. It's Secret Pal Day. We'll leave that alone. Wednesday the 12th is National Take the Stairs Day. Ah, that's exercise. Take the stair. Woo! It's also National Marzipan Day. Anybody remember what marzipan candy tastes like? Anybody? Yeah, I didn't like it though. There, oh, <laughs> I I loved it. There was a brand of candy I used to get, and they were in fancy little shapes with decorations. It's sugar or honey and ground almonds with almond oil or extract. Very interesting. It's also curry chicken day. Anybody like curry chicken? Mm-hmm. I used to make That's a lot good. of curry. rice, raisins, yeah. peanuts. Yes, very, very delicious. I used to make that for my kids. It's also kiss a ginger day. A ginger is a redhead. I'm not a natural redhead. I was a natural blonde at one point, but it's kiss a redhead day. So there, and it's also the feast of fabulous wild men day. We're just going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday is national rubber ducky day. Okay. It's National Sticker Day. Remember when kids used to collect all the little stickers? They'd come home with all the stickers. on. Yes, okay. And it's also Peach Melba Day. Does anybody know when pe- what pe- Peach Melba was created in honor of? And anybody have the recipe? Peach Melba? Peach Melba is in honor of opera singer Nellie Melba. And it's peaches, raspberry sauce, and vanilla ice cream. Oh, mm-hmm. what could be better? Okay. Mm-hmm. Friday is Organize Your Home Day. That goes with de- Clean Up Your Desk Day. It's National, oh boy, Dress Up Your Pet Day. Does anybody dress mm-hmm. up their pet? Dogs, cats, goldfish, chipmunks, squirrels, gerbils? I did it no. one time when I was younger. Did you? <laughs> My sister and I, my sister and I cried once when we saw little doll, little uh, puppies on the Ed Sullivan show being trotted out as Betsy Ross carrying a flag and Davy Crockett, and we thought that was really bad. Anyway, no comment there. It's National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day on Friday. Anybody, hot pastrami? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, <laughs> it, it does. And it's International Kite Day. So if you don't like hot pastrami, go fly a kite. Saturday is National Hat Day. I have so many hats. On the- I used to wear a hat to college. I was at Sarah Lawrence College for several years. I used to wear a hat to my classes. I, it just felt cool. I was ahead of my time. I was ahead of my time. Oh, I didn't mean that one. It's Fresh Squeezed Squash, Fresh Squeezed Juice Day on Saturday. It's National Bagel Day and Strawberry Ice Cream. Who's going to have Fresh Squeezed Juice with Strawberry Ice Cream and a bagel? I could do all of that on Saturday. I have the Pepsi next to my desk, so it's okay. Sunday is World Snow Day, in case you're planning on getting it. It's Hot and Spicy Food Day. It's National Fig Newton Day. Anybody remember what a Fig Newton is? Cookie. Remember yes. with the fig I inside? I love Fig Newtons. Love them. I know. They're good. And it's appreciated. <laughs> it, 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 they're, I think they're a close-up of me with Oreos. I don't know, taking the Oreo apart. and Never mind. It's also Appreciated Dragon Day. I'm sure that's not for any of us, but it could be. And next Monday, I have to give you the 17th of holidays because I won't be on the air till the evening. It's Benjamin Franklin Day. Go fly a kite. There you go. It's Ditch New Year's Resolution Day. Okay, admit it. Raise your hand if you had any New Year's resolutions. 
<laughs> ditch your raise your hand if you had them and you've already ditched them before the seventeenth. <laughs> I don't even bother anymore. I'm sorry. I think about it and that's it. And it's also in case you're wondering what to do now that you've ditched your resolutions. It's National Hot Buttered Rum Day. There you go. So we have a little time left for our quotes, and let me just give you each two minutes. So Liz Kelly, Liz H. How come there's no period after the H? I have to ask you, is that part of your design strategy, Liz? I, I just think it's cleaner with the design. For some reason, my eye, I don't like the period. I, I agree. I like it. See, it caught my attention and I noticed it. That's why I'm asking. Okay. So your quote is, may the force be with you, originated in Star Wars, episode four, Roman numeral four, IV, A New Hope, 1977. It's continued to be part of Star Wars stories ever since. It's attributed to Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by the one and only the great Alec Guinness, the Jedi Master. However, it was actually said by a minor character, General Dodonna as he dismisses the rebel troops before their siege of the Death Star. So what does May the Force Be With You have to do with our theme of creativity? Liz H. Kelly, two minutes. Talk to me. I, I, I love that quote, and I love it because I think so much of creativity comes from inside. And, and for me, it's a lot of talking to myself. It's being a cheerleader and, and, and not giving up and, and trying things differently. If something doesn't work, just just do it again. But pull that energy from inside and pull it out. And a lot of what I do actually to get creativity is I go on daily walks. And during those daily walks, I'm having these conversations in my head and the lightning bolts are happening with the ideas. And then I, I, I come back and I write it down and I say, okay, let's, let's give it a try. So May the force be with you to me is all about energy and propelling yourself forward. I like that. And that's a good resolution for any time of the year. Right, Liz? And let's go to Gina Cox. Gina sent us a quote, oh, from a beautiful song by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Still one of my favorite groups. The song is Shining Star. The year was 1975. It was issued as a single. It rose to number one in the Billboard Hot 100 chart and the Billboard Hot Soul chart. It became the first single to top both charts, and it has certif been certified gold. And I don't know if you know this, Gina, but they've sold over 90 million records. They're one of the world's best-selling bands of all time and considered one of the most innovative and most commercially successful acts of all time. And the line Gina picked from the song is, you're a shining star, no matter who you are. I hear the song in my head and I want to go play it. If I ask Alexa, she'll do it, but that'll disrupt the show. Gina, <laughs> how'd you find this line? It's beautiful. Talk to me for two minutes. Go well, ahead. You know, you know that whenever you had your, whenever you were like, you know, a teenager and you had the band and the music, you never forget that music. So for me, it was Earth, Wind and Fire, the Commodores, it was that era. And the Shining Star song is particularly significant because, I mean, it's like earlier when we were talking about you have children and they, each one is unique. And after a while, as, as you grow as a human and, you know, you just kind of figure out that all that uniqueness is amazing and, and how sad would it be if we were all the same? The challenge is to let everyone have that space so that they can just be as, you know, what, what was the word that you used earlier? You said there was a day for people who are creative and they were called, it was some kind of a label that people... Peculiar, peculiar people. Peculiar. Let people yes. be as peculiar as they want to be, right? And... Uh, 
I'm more peculiar now than I was when I was younger because when I was younger, I was so worried about fitting in. And now I recognize that you just have to let your light shine, be who you are. You don't have to conform. You're better off if you don't. So I love the sentiment um, from Shining Star that suggests that you probably will shine only when you really become authentic, you know, and be yourself. I love that. You're a shining star, no matter who you are, right? I, I'm yes, not good at that, but it, it's. You can truly be. You can truly be. Da, 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 da. That's it. That's it. It's a wonderful song. Thank you so much for Thank picking you. that one. Judy Gammon has picked a line from Shelby, played by Julia Roberts, the wonderful Julia Roberts, in the film, the comedy drama 1989, Steel Magnolias, starring Sally Field, Dolly Parton, Shirley MacLaine, woohoo, Daryl Hannah, Olympia, the late Olympia Dukakis, and Julia Roberts. And it's about an adaptation of Robert Harling's 1987 play about the bond a group of women have in a share a small town southern community and how they cope with the death of one of their own and here is the line shelby says i'd rather have 30 minutes of wonderful than a lifetime of nothing special woohoo is all i'm gonna say great line how'd you find us one judy well it's just one that stuck with me i rarely watch movies more than once but this is one of those that i've watched multiple times because i feel like there's so such good writing first of all but it's, it's words like these that are just kind of infiltrating the script that, that stick with you and you can apply them later. You know, I heard something on a, a podcast recently about when we're blessed, there's that blessing shift and, and which they call the BS on this podcast. And I thought, you know, this is so true. We, we maybe really want something and we work towards it and then we get it. And then here comes all the work and the, the BS or the blessing shift. And I, I think that, that quote that you just read, it really speaks to that, that, you know, you could sit around and be bored and you're not going to have a lot of work to do. You're not going to have all the heartache, but wouldn't it be so much better to create something and put the work into it? And, and watch it evolve and, and really have something wonderful. So I, I think that's why I chose that quote. I like that. Thank you very much. I, I don't remember the movie, but I would go back and find that. I think those are words to live by. I'd rather have 30 minutes rather than a life of nothing in particular. Yes. Yes. Thank There's you very much. There's also line hit Weezer, but I couldn't work it into creativity, but that okay. is my other favorite line. <laughs> Thank you. And let's go to our quote from Dr. Veronica Joseph. And she has picked a quote from Time in My Life, a 2008 debut single by David Cook. I remember him on American Idol, Veronica. I was a big fan. I think he's something like 38 years old right now. Um, the song is a bonus track on his self-titled debut major label album. It debuted at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Woohoo! And number two on Billboard Canadian Hot 100. It peaked at number seven on the Adult Pop Songs chart. Number one on the Adult Contemporary. 15 consecutive weeks certified platinum. My goodness. It was the best-selling Idol Coronation single from 2009 to 2012 before Philip Phillips' home song. So here's the line. Holding on to things that vanished into the air, left me in pieces, but now I'm rising from the ashes, finding my wings and all that I needed. How beautiful. Veronica, talk to me. So the first time I've heard that song, it's very compelling. 
I mean, it resonates with my heart. Um, the coat tells a story of my life. So there was a time in my life when I was experiencing the darkest night of the soul. At that point, I was having suicidal thoughts due to overwhelming challenges. It took a lot of creativity, patience, resilience, you know, that I was able to pull myself back up, uh, overcame the trials and tribulations and transform my life. So from a person having a lot of health problems for being a doctor or someone that can help others. So now I'm passionate about helping others conquer the adversities in their uh, life and, you know, um, enjoy their life. So for me, it's about letting go of limited beliefs, thoughts, and believing in myself and inspiring other people to do the same. It's about faith. Thank you. Faith and being your real self. Who, who are we supposed to be? Who do we want to be? Who are we meant to be? I think those are some of the big conundrums in modern life is how, how do we be us and not not take the slings and arrows of criticisms, be that peculiar person who carves our own path and says, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do, as long as it's not hurting anybody. We all know that. I want to read one creativity statement from each of you. I literally have three minutes to do this, and I need just a one-sentence response from each of you. So Liz Kelly, Liz H., I'm going to read your statement number two. Just give me a one-sentence explanation of why you picked this statement to send to me. You say, creativity means brainstorming with no rules to find your best ideas. One sentence. Liz, what does this mean to you? What that means to me is that you should always be brainstorming. Don't hold back because that's where you're going to get your best ideas. Thank you very much, Judy. Let's go to you. Oh, I'm picking Judy out of order here. I'll come back to you in a second. Um, uh, Gina, give me a second here. Judy, statement number four, the best part of having a creative mind is I am never bored. Talk to me. Judy? My husband once said, marry me and you'll never be bored. Now, I will say there have been days that I have wished I could be bored, but it's still a good statement to live by. Thank you very much. Gina, I'm ready for you. I'm picking statement number one. You say creativity means getting an idea out of your head and into another person's head and heart and heart, heart and head, but and is all capitals. Gina, talk to me. Tell stories if you can don't focus as much on data. That's my point. Get to a person's heart with the story. Thank you very much. And Veronica, I'm going to pick the first part of your second statement. You say being creative is one of the secrets to manifest your dream. Just very briefly, Veronica, one sentence. Talk to me. So for me, being creative is doing visualization. And I did a lot of visualization to manifest my dream and my dream came true. There you go. I like that. Ladies, let's go around the table and get a website where people can find more about you or find your book. I know Liz has a debut book coming out soon. So Liz H. Kelly, give me a website, website and let's do this quickly around the table. Liz, where do you want people to go? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And for the book, go to 8secondpr.com. Eight is the number. So 8secondpr.com. The numeral eight, S-E-C-O-N-D-P-R.com. Eight second. Thank you. Gina Cox, where do you want people to go? Go to GinaCoxBook.com slash leading inclusion. 
Okay, that's G-E-N-A-C-O-X-B-O-O-K.com slash L-E-A-D-I-N-G-I-N-C-L-U-S-I-O-N. How'd I do? Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Judy Gammon, where do you want people to go? Well, I'd love for people to pick up a copy of Love, Life, and Lucille. They can go to lovelifelucille.com. L-O-V-E-L-I-F-E-L-U-C-I-L-L-E.com. And who's Lucille? One sentence. Who's Lucille? A centenarian who changed my life forever. There you go. Got to get the book. And Dr. Veronica Joseph, where do you want people to go? So get your free 15-minute optimum wellness consultation and the Unlocking Your Super Life at Awesome Healing, A-W-E-S-O-M-E-H-E-A. L-I-N-G dot com. And thank, thank you for you. having me. Oh, my pleasure. Don't go anywhere, ladies. And stick around afterwards. I'm going to, we'll, we'll say goodbye to Facebook in a minute and we'll say goodbye to Voice America. But I have some closing words here. I like to say these at the end. I've been using these for so many years. I found them on my notes from my shows from 2014. I can't believe I was still doing this. So here you go. Life is short. We all know that. Break the rules. Yes, ladies, not up and down. Break those damn rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Trust me, it's the only way to kiss. Love truly, laugh uncontrollably. Everybody laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> there you go. There, okay. Cut. And never regret anything that made you smile. And here are my final words. Work like you don't need the money. Even if you need it, try to find some joy in your work because in some way we all need either the work or the money and sometimes both. Okay. Dance like no one's watching. And when I used to teach disco to 250 people on top of a Formica table in a high school cafeteria in Eugene, Oregon, everybody watched. I'll tell you that. Sing like nobody's listening. And I try not to sing, Gina. You did a pretty good job on your song. And love like you've never been hurt because the heart will refresh. It will regenerate. We have new ways and new thoughts about love in our lifetime. Trust me. And you can love again, even if it's different. Money talks, chocolate sings. And last but not least, and I stole this line and I still love to use it. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red saying goodbye, everybody. Wave. Bye, Facebook. Bye, Voice America. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.